Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is James Bell coming to you alive again tonight with yet another episode of Diving into the Heart of God. I do thank you that you are here with me tonight. I thank you for all your love that you have shown towards me. Uh, but even more than that, I thank you for all the love that you have displayed towards God Himself. But as we come here tonight, we are. We just come on one accord. Not that we all got in the same Honda Accord and, and came here or listened to this episode, but yet that we are here in harmony and spirit and in mind. So as we just dive right on into this episode here tonight, we will. I don't know. What will we do? As always, let's just let Holy Spirit have His way. Let Him do the very thing that He desires to do through each and every one of us. The, the very thing that He desires to do with inside of us. You see, because if we don't let Him do it, it's, it's our own fault. There's no one else that, that we can blame other than ourselves. Just for the simple fact that we, we fail to yield we fail to yield to what Holy Spirit has been speaking to us over and over and over and over again. But as we come here tonight, we will, we will, we will just we'll let God have His perfect way within each and every one of us. We'll let Him have His way in this Word. But I will say the Word that will be brought forth here tonight will actually be a, my sermon for tomorrow. As there are other things that uh, I have really thought about that uh, I really wanted to pursue in speaking here tonight, but I thought what what such a great opportunity to be able to to speak this message, to be able to bring forth this word in not in practice, but to be able to share this word as well with each and every one of you out there. So with that being said, let's just. tell you what we're going to do something a little different here tonight i i have some scripture that that i'm going to open the service up with and the very scripture that i want to come with here tonight uh, before we pray now don't get me wrong we're we're going to stop and we're going to pray and we're just going to um just give our, our reverence to god and just uh just just humbly seek him but before we do that I, I, I want to give us something to reflect off of here and so if I could say it this way I, I want to give us a foundation something that we can build this message off of because this very foundation it can become practical in your each and every day life it can become practical in, in everything that you do it can become practical in in, in, in just every aspect of your life and, and especially in your walk with God. So having said that, let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. And here we have Paul. He was, he was speaking such an awesome word as, as Paul has always uh, spoke such an awesome word. 
But the Apostle Paul spoke this in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. He said, But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had this veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord who is the Spirit makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. Such an awesome word that that Paul himself had to, had to speak here, but it, it was definitely under the utterance of Holy Spirit. Because there's not a man that's smart enough to, to speak something that, that's in reference to what the Holy Spirit is doing, what the Spirit of the Lord is, is doing. See, and, and that's exactly what the Spirit of the Lord is, is Holy Spirit. So we could say it this way, that where, wherever the Spirit is, Lord, there is freedom. And as we continue this reference on over to Genesis chapter 30, beginning with verse, verse 35, and here we have a story of Jacob and Jacob's father-in-law. But it's not so much the importance of the story here as the, the very words that's within this scripture. See, because we just read in 2 Corinthians that and the Lord is who is the Spirit makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. And it's all because the veil has been removed from our eyes. So now that we can see and the very thing that, that we can see becomes so important because it will make us into something else. And we pick that up in Genesis chapter 30, verse beginning with verse 35, and, and it begins this way. But that very day Laban went out and removed the male goats and uh, the male goats that were streaked and spotted, all the female goats that were speckled and spotted or had white patches and all the black sheep, he placed them in the care of his two sons who took them a three-day journey away from where Jacob was. Meanwhile, Jacob stayed and he cared for the rest of Laban's flock. Then Jacob took some fresh branches from poplar almond and plain trees and peeled off stripes of bark marking white streaks on them then he placed these peeled branches into the water trough where the animals came to drink for that was where they mated and when they made it in front of the white streaked branches they gave birth to young that were streaked speckled and spotted And ladies and gentlemen, we can see right here that the very things that was placed before these sheep, that's what they gave birth to. So the question that I pose for you here tonight is, is what are you giving birth to? 
You see, because if we're giving birth to everything that's of an attitude, everything that is sinful, if we're giving birth to things that are not pleasing to God, it's got to be for the very reason that we are placing things in front of our eyes that we have no business seeing. And we continue here in James chapter 1, beginning with verse 22, and it, and it says, But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, you walk away, and then you forget exactly what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. So ladies and gentlemen, here we have tonight is, is the very foundation. And I know that we have spoken about this in, in times past, about that, you know, how David had spoken. He said, the Lord, that I will set you forever before my eyes. And these were the very things that Peter, I'm sorry, not Peter, but David himself was, was trying to get people to understand. And this is what I'm trying to get you to understand. And this is what uh, the, the pastors, this is what the preacher, this is what the apostles, this is what your mom, and your dad, your teachers. We're trying to get you to understand that the very things that you place before your eyes, you see, because... You're, it's during your intimacy that this is what your eyes on. My Bible tells me that 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 we are only sin because it's the desires of our heart. We're only tempted because of our own fleshly desires. So there's so many of us here tonight that just need to that just needs to say no. We need to say no to so many things and we need to say yes to God as as we reflect back to our our previous podcast or our previous episode and we talked about our father's business and my father's business was to, was to be about his business to be doing what he has called me to do to be doing what he has called me forth to do you see in so many people were looking for baby Jesus or not baby Jesus but excuse me so many people were, were looking for this teenage Jesus but yet they were looking for him in all the wrong places so when God comes back and he's looking for a church that's without spot or blemish does he know where to find you Or do you become found in your old places in which that you used to be? So ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, even though that, that was not my message here tonight, but I did want to bring that word across to you. Hallelujah. So before we dive on into our message here tonight, let's just take a few moments and let's just let's just seek God on behalf of this word here.
let's just let's seek him to to ask that his will would be done in our lives let's invite holy spirit to to be here with us to be amongst us you see because if if we're listening to what god has to say and not hearing what the preacher has to say then our attention span becomes longer because we always want to hear God speaking to us. So ladies and gentlemen, let us pray. Oh dear God, Lord, we thank you. We honor your name, Father. We glorify you. But yet, Lord, we esteem your your very word above your name. Because as we have learned in times past, Lord, that is that you honored your, your word above your name. Because your name is I am that I am. Or I will be what I will be. And Father, Lord, you know the, the will be that we need here tonight. Lord, you know the I am that we need in our lives tonight. You know what our spirit man is in need of. So Lord, as we come humbly before your throne here tonight, Lord, I pray that Holy Spirit, that you would come and speak and to minister to us, that we would see the very things that you are pointing out in our lives that you would show us the very detail in, in which this word is being applied to or the very area that you desire this word to be applied to. Holy Spirit, speak to our ears as we incline our ears to hear what you're saying, that we can take this word and that it can be sown into good ground and it can produce the harvest that, you, that your word has prophesied that it would. Lord, let this word bring us forth a 30, 60, and a hundredfold. And Lord, give us the heart to receive it here tonight. Lord, there's nothing that we can ask that's outside of your word that's more important than your word itself. So Lord, we forever stand humbly before you. We are forever indebted, Lord, to your love. We are forever indebted to your mercy. We are forever indebted to your grace. But Lord, we are, we are careful to give you the honor, the praise, and the thanksgiving because we ask it all in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen as I sit here I've kind of felt like that I've already sit here and just really preached a message as we have uh, passed the 15 minute mark there's still so much that, that God has here but I want to move on into tonight's message and tonight's message will be entitled the olive press And as we have what seems to be so much scripture, and I always try to be very careful that 
that I never speak anything that is of my word because I wanted to become very visible that that this is God's word that has spoken this you see because James has nothing to say unless God gives him something to say and the very thing that God is speaking to me is on this topic here tonight so we'll just dive right on into this word we'll dive right on into tonight's sermon tonight's message tonight's devotion whichever way that you desire to look at it makes me no difference so in Matthew chapter 26 beginning with verse 36 then Jesus went with them to the olive grove called Gethsemane and he said sit here while I go there to pray he took Peter and Zebedee's two sons James and John and he became anguished and distressed he told them my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death stay here and keep watch with me he went on a little farther and the bow with his face to the ground praying my father if it is possible let this cup of suffering be taken away from me yet I want your will to be done and not my own then he returned to the disciples and found them asleep he said to Peter could you watch couldn't you watch with me for even one hour keep watch and pray so that you will not give into temptation for the spirit is willing but the body is weak then Jesus left them a second time and prayed my father if this cup cannot be taken away unless I drink it your will be done when he returned to them again he found them sleeping for they couldn't keep their eyes open so he went to pray a third time saying the the same things again then he came to the disciples and said go ahead and sleep have your rest but look the time has come the son of man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners may the lord bless the reading of his word here tonight may it prosper our our spirit man may it prosper our soul but as we as we just dive right on into these scriptures here we can see that 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 Jesus had took his disciples and they came to the grove of olives and this grove of olives was called Gethsemane and Gethsemane just within itself is two Greek words that when you put them together it's called the olive press and the olive press is a place where the olives have been gathered and they that they have been brought in to be to be crushed and I would encourage you to to get on the internet somewhere and 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 look at the very process of 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 how olives are not produced but how the oil is extracted from the olives and to me that is such a beauty 
because the olives themselves they they go through a crushing process and once these these olives are crushed then they go to the press and this press requires that that they are pressed three times and the first time that, that they are pressed they will they will produce the most and the richest oil that would ever come from those specific olives and this this very oil has become the first fruit it was then taken to the temple it was used for for sacrifices it was used for anointing the kings it was used for anointing the priest and it became the the first it became it was the purest oil and then we have that the olive is pressed a second time and the spreads the second pressing was the oil that was extracted from from this was used for foods for perfumes for medicine and cosmetics and then the final pressing was used for oil lamps and making soap isn't this a coincidence of, of how Jesus how he prayed three times and those three times and how Jesus was crushed how he was pressed he was pressed to the point of he had given everything that he had to give and in Isaiah 53 and 5 it said that that he was wounded he was wounded for our transgressions and he was crushed for our iniquities and as we spoke about the first pressing of the first pressing produced what they call extra virgin and it was the purest it was the richest and this was the oil that was used to to anoint kings this was the oil that was used for sacrifices this was the oil that was used to anoint priests and it's, and if we look back in the previous verses of of Matthew chapter 26 and so many people have have found it hard to to really understand what this woman was doing when she when she broken up this when she broken broke open this jar of expensive perfume and they said that it was a year's salary and for some people it would be a, a $45,000 but yeah let's look in scripture and see what this woman did in Matthew chapter 26 verse 6 meanwhile Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon a man who had previously had leprosy while he was eating a woman came in with a beautiful alabaster jar of expensive perfume and poured it over his head the disciples were indignant 
when they saw this. What a waste, they said. It could have been sold for a high price and the money could have been given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, he replied, Why criticize this woman for doing such a good thing to me? You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. She has poured this perfume on me to prepare my body for burial. I tell you the truth, wherever this good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deeds will be remembered and discussed. And ladies and gentlemen, right here, what we what we what are we just witnessing right here is the very same things that, that the disciples are witnessing. And although that they never caught the very hint of what Jesus was trying to speak to them in the garden. But here we can see that Jesus was not only anointed as king and high priest and follow through as the ultimate sacrifice. Hallelujah. As we get back to our main scripture, we can we can look back through verses 38 and 40 and 41. And the very thing that Jesus was speaking to speaking to his disciples while while they were at the midnight hour. You see because what the what the disciples really didn't realize was that 12 hours from right then that that Jesus was going to be crucified. If they had known I really believe that their response would have been so much different. But as me and you, we sit here tonight, as we sit here today, this very example has been set before us. And you and I, and we, we see this. So knowing what we know now, what would we have done differently? You see, because you really don't know what's going to happen to yourself in 12 hours from now. So the question is, is how are you going to respond to this word here tonight? Let us continue on here in verse 38 where Jesus had he had gave he had gave them a warning and he spoke and he said stay here and keep watch with me their Greek word for watch just it simply means to means to arise or to arouse to refrain from sleep but the weight of his meaning is a spiritual warning to be aroused to God's revealed knowledge when we are being watchful, we are very aware of all the things that is going on around us. Ladies and gentlemen, are we awake to the affairs of God and how Satan is patrolling and looking for someone to devour? How many times does God have to tell us to 
to keep watch? How many times does God have to waken us up? How many times does God have to get our attention to the spiritual point, to the spiritual perspective that God wants to reveal His knowledge to us? But yet we're too concerned with the affairs of this world. We're too concerned with what the politics are doing. You see, I went and did a little study on exactly how, how does someone fall asleep? How, how does it become, become possible that you fall asleep? Because I've had times in my life where I'm restless. I, I may toss and I turn. And as I begin to look through all of the scenarios, and it gave like five different things and what to do, relax your entire face or drop your shoulders and release the tension. Exhale, release in your chest, relax your legs, clear your mind. Imagine a relaxing scene. You see, but these very things that if we become called in these things in the spiritual, we ourselves will fall asleep as well. Paul speaks to us in Romans chapter 13. It says, wake up for our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is almost gone. The, the day of salvation will soon be here. So remove your dark deeds like dirty clothes and put on the shining armor of right living because we belong to the day. We must live decent lives for all to see. Don't, par don't partake in the darkness of wild parties and drunkenness or in sexual promiscuity and immoral living or in quarreling and in jealousy. Instead, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. And don't let yourself think about these, these ways to indulge your evil desires. <coughs> Excuse me. And as we flow on to verse 40, here we have yet a, a, another request that Jesus had placed before the, the disciples, particularly uh, Peter, James, and John. And in verse 40, Jesus spoke to them and he said that he woke Peter and he said, couldn't you watch with me even one hour? Keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to the temptation for the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. You see, I'm reminded in the book of Nehemiah chapter four and while they were rebuilding the wall and they were being attacked while they were trying to rebuild the wall. They had, to, they had to fight off the enemies and set up watchmen day and night, even to the point that, that they worked with one hand and fought with the other. This just goes to show that, that we are to be on offense and defense at the same time. This is watching and praying, ladies and gentlemen. 
Have you ever noticed how Jesus' ministry, how it started with temptation? How it ended with temptation? And the beautiness of, of how the Jesus handled the first temptation? Because Satan had tempted him and he said, turn this stone into bread. But then Jesus replied that, that man shall not live by bread alone, but he shall live by the very words that proceeds from God's mouth. So ladies and gentlemen, here we can see Jesus didn't say that the very word that proceeded as in past tense. But the way that Jesus stated it was that it was present in future tense. It proceeds. It is happening now. It is continuing to happen. He will always speak. God is always speaking, ladies and gentlemen. But are we listening? He's telling us to be watchful. He's telling us to be praying. Because the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Hallelujah. You see, all of the disciples were commissioned to come with Jesus. Because He brought them all. If we, if we refer back to verse 36 then Jesus went with them to the olive grove called Gethsemane and he said sit here while I go over there and pray then it said he took Peter and Zebedee's two sons James and John you see but only Peter James and John were they were the only ones that were really willing to go deeper but yet they still didn't go all the way with Jesus You see, God is calling us to deeper. But to walk with Jesus all the way to the end is, is to go with Him all the way. No matter what the people around us may be saying, no matter what they may be doing, we are called to be salt and to be light. Because if the salt loses its flavor, if it loses its saltiness, what good is it for? Who can light a light and hide it on a hill? It's on the hill and it's for display for all of the world to see. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus is calling us. He's calling us to go deeper. But if we're not watching and praying, we won't go deeper with Him. As we're getting closer to the end of our message here tonight, I have two parables that I would like to go over. Two things that I would like to exemplify on here just a little bit. Because we have been reading out of Matthew 26. You see, in everything that God does is in decency and in order. 
and we can we can never catch God off guard but so many times we ourselves we we are caught off guard but as Jesus has given this very warning the, he spoke this very warning before the disciples had went with him into the garden of Gethsemane and as we read Matthew 25 because we had, we had just spoken that, that everything that Jesus does everything that God does there is an order to it just in the same reference in that he wrote the Ten Commandments in order on purpose you see because as we look one through four has to do with our relationship with God and then five through ten has to do with our relationship with man you see but God's going to be first he's not going to come second to no one So in Matthew 25, beginning with verse 1, Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten bridesmaids who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. The Passion Translation reads it this way, At the time my coming draws near, heaven's kingdom rim can be compared to ten maidens who took their oil lamps and went outside to meet the bridegroom and his bride." Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The five who were foolish didn't take enough olive oil for their lamps. But the other five were wise enough to take along extra oil. Then the bridegroom was delayed. They all became drowsy and, and fell asleep. At midnight they were aroused by the shout. If we could stop there for just a second because then we just talk about to to be on watch is to be aroused you see that they were they were watching and at the midnight they were roused by the shout look the bridegroom is coming come out and meet him all the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lamps then the five foolish ones asked the others please give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out but the others replied, Why don't you have enough? We don't have enough for all of us. Go to the shop and buy some for yourselves. But while they were gone to buy oil, the bridegroom came. Then those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was locked. Later, when the other five bridesmaids returned, they stood outside crying, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he called back, believe me, I don't know you. So you too must keep watch, for you don't know the day or the hour of my return. Ladies and gentlemen, we, we have a something here that is symbolic. Something that the wise and the foolish had in common was that they both had the oil lamp. They both had given their lives to God. They were prepared to meet Him. 
But as time tarried, as time went on, the bridegroom had came, but yet the the five foolish didn't take enough with them. They took no extra. They thought that they had enough to make it all the way to the end. But the reality is that that they didn't have enough because it says that their lamps were going out. Ladies and gentlemen, I sit here tonight and I, I tell you and I warn you that if your lamp is going out, now is the time, right now is the time to, to get you some more oil for this. And the only way to get this oil is, is it's going to require a crushing. It's going to require a pressing. And this pressing, it takes time. It don't just happen all of a sudden. So right now, right now is the time. You see, because one day the bridegroom himself, he is going to return. And only those that their lamps are lit, that their light is shining for the world to see, are going to be the only ones that make it. And so many people are going to say, hey, open up to us. And then he'll reply, I don't know you. Ladies and gentlemen, such a sad day that this will be. Because so many people thought that that they had what it took. But the very word spoken here is that it's going to require more. You can't expect what you have now to last you until the end. So ladies and gentlemen, if you still have breath in your body, today, today is your day. As we just can as we just continue and we'll just roll right on into this next parable that we have here. And the very next parable can be found in the next verse, verse 14. And it said again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by a story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last divided it into divided it in proportions to their abilities then he left on his trip the servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earned five more the servant with two bags of silver went to work and earned two more but the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. 
and after a long time their master returned from his trip and called them to give an account of how that they used their money the servant of whom and he had entrusted the five bags of silver came forward with five more Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest, and I have earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling the small amounts, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Their servant who had received the two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you have gave me two bags of silver to invest and I have earned two more. The master said, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant with one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here's your money back. But the master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops and I, that I didn't plant and, and gather crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered, take the money from this servant and give it to the one with the ten bags of silver. To those who use well that what, they, what they are given, even more will be given and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have been given will be taken away. Now throw this useless servant into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Ladies and gentlemen, within this very passage of Scripture, we can see that we have been called to be faithful. We have been called to multiply what God has given us. And everything that God has given us has been, it's been based off of the abilities that He's placed within inside each and every one of us. And as we can see, the one that had five and how he multiplied. The one that had two, he multiplied. But the one that had one, he, he sat on what was given to him. He did nothing with it. But yet we can see here that, that the master called him wicked and lazy. And his very punishment was that what was given to him would be taken away. And then he would be thrown into outer darkness. Ladies and gentlemen, are we, are we using the very oil that God has given to us? You see, because this oil, this oil has, it has come with a price. And this oil, this this very anointing, because if 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 we look at Yahshua uh, Hamashiach, which means Jesus the Messiah, he is he is the anointed one. 
and the oil is it's a very valuable part of the olive and it's what's inside that can't be seen but but carries the weight of us the weight of use for so much of us this in this life everything that, that comes from it is a process and all of its assets are necessities, but but they can only become possible because because they are essential. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus did so much for us. He gave us throughout his whole life. He gave us every example that we will ever need. He became everything that we have ever needed. He's became everything that we uh, that we will ever need in our life. And he became crushed for me and he became crushed for you. And will we sit back just like the disciples did and will 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 we be sleeping? when yet God has called us to do so much all he did was he was just calling them to go deeper with him ladies and gentlemen it's only a choice that that you can decide on here tonight it's only something that that you can do As we close here tonight, I I pray that that you know God, that you know Jesus as your Lord. And Lord is someone that someone that you show honor to, someone that you reverence, someone that you bow a knee to, someone that you move when they speak. You see because if we don't honor God's word, we don't honor God at all because in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God as we close out here tonight we we will close in prayer and I pray that that you have sat back and listened tonight to to hear the very things that God himself has desired to speak the very things that Holy Spirit has opened your eyes to the very thing that Holy Spirit has opened your ears to you see because a seed can only produce when it's been planted and been sown into good ground and this good ground that the Holy Spirit is looking for is, is for areas in our life and in which we have allowed to become broken has the soil of our heart become broken ladies and gentlemen let us pray dear Lord we just thank you Lord tonight today Lord that you loved us so much that you that you sent Jesus not only to die on the cross but yet to to give us this perfect example to give us all these examples, all of these parables that have been spoken to us frequently, time and time and time and time again. 
Lord, minister to us, Lord, in the way that you desire. Lord, as we humble ourselves before you, bless us, Lord, as we part ways here tonight. I pray that if someone doesn't know you, ladies and gentlemen, it's just as simple as this. It's just this simple. It said that if we would confess our sins and we would believe in our heart and confess Him and confess Him as Lord, then we shall be saved. And ladies and gentlemen, once, once we believe, once we confess, now the task that we have from here is to, is to take up our cross and to follow Him to follow him all the way to the grave and then and when we become resurrected into new life just as Jesus himself did then we can understand this very crushing because Jesus just wants us to go deeper with him ladies and gentlemen will you do it will you go deeper with God will you be placed in this olive press and will you allow this very oil to be extracted from your life? Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you, Father. Lord, we glorify you in the name of Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here with me tonight. I, I know that tonight was long. But the Holy Spirit had so much that He desired to say. But we, we, but we will be back again soon because I, I, <laughs> I've got another one that's bubbling in my spirit right now. And I've already been taking notes on. But I pray that we will meet here again soon. And as always, 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 my contact is, is in the description below. If you need me, I will even place my number there for you. My email will be there. I'm always here for you. And ladies and gentlemen, I love you in Jesus. And until we speak again, God bless you and good night.